Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. You're about to hear the Serving Today programme, which is for pastors and church leaders. This episode was recorded with the late Phil Crowter back in the early 2000s, before he went to glory. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and leaders in Christ's church. I'm Derek French and it's good to be with you. Preaching from Mark 14. With Phil Crowther, we consider verses 43 to 52. One of the amazing facts about Jesus is his wonderful knowledge of events even before they happen. And this is reinforced when he refers to the prophecies in the Old Testament, as we shall see in today's study. It really is quite remarkable and magnifies his grace and love for sinners, which is immense. These verses are a very precious portion of scripture for us. Well, Phil Crouch is here again. So, Phil, what heading are you going to give to these verses? Jesus goes to his death. Well, again, will you introduce the passage to us? It's now late on Thursday night. Jesus is ready to go to the cross. He's prayed. He's tasted that terrible cup of suffering and said, yes. The disciples say that they're ready to go with Jesus, but they're weak. They haven't prayed. And you can read that in verses 27 to 42. And now Jesus gets up to go to his death. Perhaps we could read from verse 41. I know the sections from verse 43, but if we could read from verse 41 to 52, please, Derek. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, He fled naked, leaving his garment behind. Thank you. It's just a few things to explain from the verses. In verse 44, why does Judas kiss Jesus? Well, he kisses Jesus to give him away because there must be no mistake. It was dark and perhaps not all the crowd knew Jesus, but Judas knew him well. And so he could give Jesus away like this. In verse 47... We read that one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. John 18 verse 10 tells us that this man is Peter. Notice that the disciples were not cowards. They're certainly ready to fight. But when they saw that Jesus didn't fight, they ran away. They weren't ready to give up their lives for nothing. In verse 48, you see that they treat him like an outlaw like a a bad person who leads a revolution with swords and clubs to capture him. 
verse 49, Every day, Jesus says, I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you didn't arrest me. Why was that? They didn't arrest Jesus in the temple or in the daytime. Well, Mark 12, verse 12 says that they were afraid of the crowd. But now at night time, they arrest him with violence. Yes, I was thinking there are the words, is it in John's Gospel, isn't it? Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. That sums it up. Hmm. And verses 49 and 50, Jesus says, The scriptures must be fulfilled, and everyone deserted him and fled. The Old Testament scriptures had said that this would happen, all of this. And Jesus knows this. In verse 27, Jesus had said, You will all fall away, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. That's from the words of Zechariah the prophet, chapter 13, verse 7. And it will be useful, I think, for you to read John 18, verses 1 to 11. John's account of this event, which shows so clearly how Jesus is in control of his own arrest. Well, coming to our sermon then, what is the main emphasis to be? What's our main point? It's this. Jesus gives himself up to die. And by contrast, the disciples save their lives and run away. And as you think about preaching, remember that the disciples still had the wrong idea. They still hoped that Jesus would become a great king. They were willing to stay with Jesus and fight because they wanted to be a, a leader with him. But they weren't willing to follow someone who failed. They weren't ready for Jesus to go to the cross. That was so different. And I think it would be helpful to think through with your people how we can be like these disciples. That we don't mind being a hero and even suffering. But when it comes to being weak, when it comes to others talking badly of us, when it comes to taking a cross that no one notices then it's a different story. Yes, I was thinking how fickle human nature is, isn't it? It certainly is. Yes. Well, coming to the headings in our sermon, you've got three for this section, so would you take us through those? What's the first? Three headings, because there are three key people here. It's Judas who gives Jesus' life away, and then Jesus, who gives his own life, and then the disciples, who save their lives. So first, Judas gives away Jesus' life, verses 43 to 45. Could we read those, please? Just as Jesus was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd, armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. This is a really terrible scene, isn't it? And it will be helpful, I think, for you to try to paint a picture in words to help your people to imagine this terrible scene. This is all so wrong. Everything about it is wrong. The Jewish leaders have paid money to Judas for the life of Jesus. And they've paid money to bad people 
And they've come at night to arrest the innocent Jesus with these weapons. They hate Jesus so much, try to paint this picture of of hatred and evil, that they're willing to do anything. He must die. And Jesus is ready for them. He's even willing for Judas to kiss him. And uh, you can talk about what an awful thing it was for Judas to do. But there's a very important application for us, a lesson for us. We can be ever so surprised when religious people do bad things. But we shouldn't be so surprised. Here's a whole group of religious people who've hired men to do terrible things. We shouldn't even be surprised when some Christian leaders do bad things. Why does this happen? To answer that question, you can think why Judas gave Jesus away. What's your second point, Phil? Well, Judas might be giving away Jesus' life, but really it's Jesus, isn't it? He gives his own life. Verses 46 to 49. Thank you. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. We know that Jesus is ready to go. We've spent many chapters seeing that. And now he's even gone to meet this bad crowd. We know that he has power to stop these people, or even to call angels down to kill them. Their swords and sticks can do nothing against Jesus' power. And so there's no need at all for this big crowd of rough people, for Jesus gives himself to them. He lets them take him and tie him up. Imagine that. In Mark 14 verse 27, Jesus had said, You will all fall away. And then he says, For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Jesus knows what the Old Testament says about him. In Zechariah 13 verse 7, it says that God will strike the shepherd. You see, Jesus knows that this is God's will, for he is the shepherd, isn't he? He is the good shepherd. He's glad to give his life for the sheep. And you can read that in John 10 verses 11 and 14 to 18 and and talk about Jesus, the good shepherd, giving his life for his people. How do you feel about this wonderful Jesus? And if you're not yet following Jesus, how does this section help you? How does it help you to trust him, to see him so willingly giving himself to be tied up and beaten? Well, that's two points. Judas gives away Jesus' life. Jesus gives his own life. Your third and final point. Yeah, well, the disciples want to save their lives, don't they? So that's the third point. The disciples save their lives. Verses 50 to 52. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. I'm sure none of us wants to be like Judas. He gave over his best friend. But are we happy to be like the other disciples? What were they like? Well, they were willing to fight, but Jesus didn't want them to. And they had promised to stay with Jesus, but they run away. Do you remember back in 
chapter 14, verse 29, Peter declares, Even if all fall away, I will not. And then in verse 31, he says, Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same. What about you? Are you frightened of the cross like the disciples? I mean, when other people laugh at you, are you scared about that? Or will you stay with Jesus? Do you run away from trouble? Are you like the disciples? And to finish with, do remember what Jesus says in verse 27 there. I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Jesus knew all along what would happen. The sheep will run because Jesus must take our sins on his own. But Jesus does still die for those scared sheep. Mm. And that's a real encouragement, isn't it? It's wonderful, really, isn't it? Yeah. His grace is, is amazing. Mm. And surely that grace fills us with both gratitude and a desire to tell it to as many other people as we can. May the Lord help us to do both of those things. This is Derek French saying goodbye as we close this edition of Serving Today. That was Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch, you can email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk or find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. You can also search our back catalogue from our webpage www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.